We've been on Sunday. Last week we started our series on the Holy Spirit. No, not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the help. <clears throat> Holy Spirit, the help. The Holy Spirit is the helper. I've, as, as I've studied Scripture and I've looked for different names to use for the Holy Spirit. I mean, the Bible calls the Holy Spirit the comforter, calls Him the intercessor, the one that stands by us, the one that will never leave us nor forsake us, all those things. But, but in, in really digging out some things for this series that we're doing on the Holy Spirit, I, I really don't feel like that there's a better word in Scripture than the helper. And if you weren't here last week, I really encourage you to listen to the, to the word. You can go to gatesofthecity.org, go to our podcast, go to iTunes and type in Gates of the City and you can, you can listen to or download any message that you want to for the, probably the last four years or on there, three or four years. But I really encourage you to get and listen over and over again to this series. If you weren't here last week and you didn't hear what we taught about the Holy Spirit, very important that you get it. I'm going to do a little bit of review and then then just drive home a couple more points this week. But I don't believe that there's a more important message today to the church than the church understanding who the Holy Spirit is and and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I believe what God is desiring is that, that our awareness level of the Holy Spirit would arise, that we would come to a place in our lives where we're more aware of the Holy Spirit than we are of anything else. And as the weeks go by, as we teach on this, probably six to seven weeks is what this series is going to be on the Holy Spirit, as we teach on it, we're going to make so much more aware, each and every one of you, of the fact that the presence of the Holy Spirit through a born-again experience is one thing, and the activation of the Holy Spirit is another thing. Really understanding how the person of the Holy Spirit was sent here to work. He was sent here to help you. And I'm telling you today, you need help. You and I need help. He is the helper. He's not the fixer. Everybody wants God to fix everything. And most of the time we want God to fix something, it's because we got in a mess and we don't want to be in it anymore and we want God to take us out of it. Well, He just won't do it. Years ago when we were, when we had first bought this piece of property, <clears throat> we started building fence around it. I say we because I was part of the team. If David Huffaker hadn't been here, <clears throat> it would have been a mess because David Huffaker is a fence builder, you understand? And uh, I was the helper. Yeah, and, and, and I didn't do much help if David wasn't here. And, and so we'd have a team of guys and we'd all show up, but David was the fence builder and he showed us how to build a fence straight. Anybody ever seen a fence that was built by a guy that wasn't a fence builder? You know, and it's not far off. You don't have to be far off for it to, you know, cross property lines and people sue you for it or whatever. But if we would have started the project and then David says, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Then what happens to the helper? The helper can't help. Because the one that's supposed to be in charge of what's happening ain't doing his part. You see, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, God is not in charge. If God was in charge, there wouldn't be 27 million girls caught up in human trafficking if God was in charge. 
God's not into human trafficking. There wouldn't be a multi-billion dollar business of pornography on the planet, multi-billion dollar pornography business in the plant, on the planet if God was in charge. God's not in charge. And what's funny about that is, is this. God's the answer. He's got the plan. He's got it all set up. But we've got to do it. When Becky and I got married and we started having children, when Amanda was born, you know, I wasn't real good at raising kids. Well, I'm going to leave it to God. God don't want to raise your kids. Not that God doesn't love your kids, but he created you to raise your kids. And you know what he said he'd do? I'll help you. Now get, get this. Here's the thing. Here's the difference in his help and our help. What he's going to help you do, if you'll let him, he will help you to understand his ways and if you'll, if you'll continue to let him help you, then he'll make sure that those ways get manifested. See, when I say he's not in charge, I'm saying he's not the one that has to take the steps. He's already done all he's going to do. And what, his, what he did has empowered you and I to be able to live in a different realm than everybody else on the planet. Now, everybody on the planet was created to live in that realm, but only those who are born again can live in this realm at a higher level than, than, than other people on the planet. And God's no respecter of person. He's just a respecter of those that will allow him to be the help and not the one that fixes it. Because, see, you never learn if he fixes it. See, then he becomes the enabler. So you get in a mess, and you want him to fix it and get you out of it, and then he's just going to enable you to get right back in it. We get in financial messes, and then we want God to fix the financial mess, but if he was to fix it, it's six months and you'll be back in it again. See, what he wants to help you do is to get on top of it, but then to stay on top to where you don't find yourself back in it again. Again, There's not a more important message on the planet than what I'm teaching you today. Nothing any more important than you understanding that the Holy Spirit is your helper. I actually had somebody say this to me one time, and I'm sure other people have, and it's just out of not understanding. But I had someone say to me one time, you know, I'm a Christian, but I, I don't know about all that born-again stuff. And I just thought to myself, yeah, you, you don't understand what Christian is. Because Christian is like Christ. It's like who he is. It's like him to be born again. And that's what I want to just review. We talked about it a little bit last week, but I want to review this. And I want to look at a couple things. Um, I'll just keep that thought because I want, to, I want to remind you of a couple of the things that we talked about last week. In Galatians 5 and verse 16, it says this. Walk by the Spirit, and you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? Yes, that's what it says. I said, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then it goes on to say what all the lust of the flesh is. Well, a lot of times when, you, when people teach on, and I've done the same thing in, in days past, when you teach on this subject of the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we'll hit it from a negative end. Like our focus will be on all the things of the flesh that you're walking in. Well, you don't need to do this, and you need, you need to quit this, and you need to stop this. Well, Scripture says if you'll walk in the Spirit, and you'll walk with Him, and you'll understand that He's your helper, and you let Him help you, and you learn to know how to let Him help you, and that's what we're talking about today, how do we let the Holy Spirit help us? And if we let Him help us, then we won't do those things that we shouldn't do. So... When people, when people come to me and they say, you know, I, I had somebody call me the other day from out of town, said, you know, I'm, 
I've decided to really give my heart to God and lives in another town. He said, I went before the church and repented and, 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 and I need to be water baptized now and I need to do these different things. And, and, he, and so he started telling me what he quit doing. And he said, I, I've stopped watching television and I've, you know, I've thrown all these movies away and I did this thing and this thing and this thing. And <clears throat> that sounds good, but this is what I told him. I said, you know what? It's not about what you quit, because what's going to happen when this gets dry, then you're going to go back to watching that stuff and doing all these things again, and you'll probably even do more than you've ever done before. And he said, well, well then, then how? And I told him this verse of scripture right here. You learn to walk by the Spirit. You learn to, you learn to understand who the Holy Spirit is so He can help you. So that when it gets dry and, and the word seems like there's no power to it and it seems like God forgot your name and your phone number and everything else, that you have somebody to help you when you can't do it. And that's what we have to see in Scripture. That's what you need to see in Scripture today, how important it is that we allow Him to be the helper so we can walk by the Spirit and not fulfill all that stuff and not do that stuff. John 16, 7, look at it. John 16, and verse 7. You have that? 16 and 7. Got it? Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, Jesus telling his disciples this, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you, but if I depart, he will send him to you. Now think of this. I said this last week, I'm just repeating it again. Think of this. Here, here is the one that God spoke over when he came up out of the water in the river Jordan when he was baptized. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost. Came up out of the water and God the Father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. No miracles had been done on the planet in 400 plus years except through this guy. And now he's telling these guys, it's to your advantage that I leave. In other words, it's more important that the Holy Spirit comes than I be here. Dang, right? If it's more important, then I need to know how important it really is for him to be a part of my life because I can be born again and yet not have this awareness and this connection and I can be in a place where I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit. I am not allowing the Holy Spirit to be the help that he was created to be so that I can overcome in every area of life. So he, told, he told his disciples, it was to your advantage, it's more advantageous for me to be gone and Holy Spirit to be here than for me to be here and Holy Spirit not be here. Now, we got to catch that and we got to understand it. Can you say amen? Okay. Um, you know, I've I got this chair up here. Last week I told you that I'd heard a story by Dr. Paul Young-Yi Cho in Seoul, Korea, and I'd never been to that church before. It's the largest church, a million members, largest church on the planet, congregation of people. And I think to this day, he has an empty chair sitting on the platform like this. And people always ask him, what's the chair for? And he says, that's for the Holy Spirit. He sits there. Well, you and I know that the Holy Spirit doesn't sit in a chair. Holy Ghost is inside of us. He came to live inside of us. But what it does is people walk in and they see the chair and they want to, under, they want to know about the chair and it creates this, this awareness of this empty chair and what's the chair about. And he said what it did for him was just make him aware of how much the Holy Spirit wants to be in his presence. And the things that you and I can do every day, I told you about last week about the confession that I speak every day, every morning. And, and it, 
and it goes like this. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. God's mercy and His grace are new to me every morning. I rejoice because I'm God's child. I'm filled with His Spirit. For greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Holy Spirit is bigger than any problem or obstacle or challenge I have. Holy Spirit gives me wisdom and discernment regarding every decision that I need to make. So the Holy Spirit says, well, every day I start my day making myself aware of how real the Holy Spirit is and how important that His presence is in my life. So I'm, I am creating a higher level of awareness of the Holy Spirit because it's more important for me to be aware of the Holy Ghost than it is for me to be aware of Jesus on a day-to-day basis. And, and you say, you say well, well, how can that be? Well, you know, the Holy Spirit, all He's going to do is reveal Jesus. But he, he is the revealer. Jesus isn't. His job is to reveal. It's to help you. It's to help you to understand things You know, how can the Holy Spirit give you wisdom and understanding concerning every decision that you need to make every day? I don't know, but He can. Because He said He can. And He also said He'd never leave you nor forsake you to the ends of the earth. He said He would show you things that are to come. When you don't know how something is going to take place or what your future is about, He'll reveal that if you let Him help you with it. Amen? Amen? So vital that we understand that. So look at, look at. So look at look look at Luke four eighteen. So look at Luke four eighteen. And so here's what Jesus says. Four eighteen. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, covering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. As Jesus' custom was, He went into the synagogue, into the church. You want to be like Jesus, you've got to go to church, right? That's what Jesus did. He went to every, he went to synagogue all the time, and that's why he grew up to be who he was, because he knew the word. He knew it. He listened to it, and he did it day after day after day for 30 plus years. But he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. He's, up, he's empowered me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and He's empowered me to accomplish things on behalf of other people that in, normally I wouldn't be able to accomplish. See, what the Helper is here to do is to help you to accomplish things that in the natural you wouldn't be able to accomplish. Remember, the angel of the Lord came to Mary, told Mary she was going to have a child. She'd never been with a man, and she said, how can this be? And what did He say? What was His answer? Holy Ghost. Something supernaturally happened because the Holy, the, the, the Holy Spirit helped her. The Holy Spirit was the help. You say out of your mouth sometimes, you say, you know, how am I going to fix this thing? Helper. How am I going to get out of this financial situation? The helper. What about my future? What am I going to do? The helper. See, what, what, what about my family? What about my kids? What about my marriage? What about this thing? What about the person I'm supposed to marry? The helper, the helper, the helper, the helper. See, we're not here trying to figure things out on our own. We're here and we have the help and we got to let the Holy Spirit help us to accomplish those things. And so the next question most people have, yeah, well, pastor, how do you do that? Glad you asked. Because I have a direct answer. Now, you've got to do something with it, but I have a direct answer today. So just pay attention. John 3. We were here, we were here last week, and so, um, you know... I'm not reading everything that I read last week, so it'd just be good for you to hear this word again. But John 3 and verse 5, Jesus talking to Nicodemus here, a man who is very educated in the natural, 
but no education spiritually. Jesus answered, most assuredly I say to you, unless what is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. So, born of the water, which is the water of the womb, the first birth, the birth of the flesh, and then born of the Spirit is the second birth. That's why you can't be a Christian and not understand born again. Now, many people make this statement, and I'm just jumping into this because I want to get past this into where I'm going, but I can't leave this. Many people say, well, you know, Pastor, I do what I do because, I, you know, I, I've had it all my life. I, I've, had, I, I've, been, I've struggled with these things all my life. I've, I've been stuck in this all my life. You know, my dad did this, you know. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a chip off the old block. My dad did this, you know. My granddad did this, so I do this. And that's true. That's true. There's generational things that are passed down. But that's the first birth. See, that's the first birth. But when you're born again, the Bible says old things are passed away and everything is brand new right now. So see, there's a first birth that all your excuses are tied to. And you want to live in that? Live in it. I've just chosen for, 30, for 35 years, I've chosen to learn how to get out of that crud. Because we could sit here all day and, and each of us could come stand up here with a microphone and give many different reasons why we can't overcome certain things in our life. And they're all justifiable with the first birth. But I've been born again. And why did Jesus say to Nicodemus, you must be born again. Your degrees on the wall don't mean jack if you don't understand born again and you don't understand helper that goes with born again. So you can't have the helper if you're not born again. But when you're born again, then you have to learn how to let the helper help you to accomplish the things that you need help in. And I'm telling you today, look at your neighbor and say, you need help. I don't care who you are, I'm telling you today, you and I need help every day. I need help. I don't know where I'd be without the helper. I don't know how people can do it on their own without help. I don't know. I'd probably be dead today. Right? So, we have to learn and understand, and we'll talk more. We're going to go a little bit more in detail in these messages on Sunday in the next six or seven weeks. We're going to go into a little bit more detail on the purpose and understanding of born again and the helper and how they flow and how it all goes together. Okay? But I'm, I'm just giving you some things for you to think about. Okay? Now, Let's look at it, these few scriptures as we kind of tie this together today. Look at 1 Corinthians 3 and verse 16. Now, there, there's a lot said in, in this verse and the next verse that we read. There's a lot around it, but I'm pulling each of these scriptures out, and they, these scriptures are not pulled out of context in what I'm going to say. These scriptures back up and confirm many things in scripture, but I'm just using just a specific scripture. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? So notice there's a question mark. I don't need the next verse. Go, go back to 16. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and the Spirit of God dwells in you? There's a question. Okay? Do you know that? It's a question. Do you know that you are the temple or the house of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you know that? Okay? You, you, you can say yes, maybe so. Now go to 6 and 17. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Like I said, the passages around this say a bunch of other things, but my focus today is on who we are with Him. He, if, if you 
If you believe that you're the temple of God, the house of God, and the Spirit of God is in you, then this scripture says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. So your human spirit, your born-again spirit, and the Holy Spirit are one. Okay? You're one. And what the Holy Spirit was created to do was not to take you over and make you do things. He was created to help you. But you're one. I'm telling you today, when you're one with somebody, you can hear him if you purpose to. I'm one with my wife, and I can hear my wife when I open my ears and shut up. I can hear her. But if she's trying to talk, and I've already got something else to say before she gets the words out of her mouth, and I'm not really listening to her, then there's no connection. In other words, my wife was created to help me. And look at your name and say, Pastor needs help. Yes, amen. And she says, amen. She was created to help me, but if I won't listen to her, won't work. Amen? Amen. I, I know better. I don't need that. Okay, now, Romans 8 and verse 12. You say, how, how do you allow the Holy Spirit to help you? Romans 8 and verse 12. <clears throat> Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you're living according to the flesh or the first birth, then you will die. But if by the Spirit, which is the second birth, you put to death the deeds of the body, then you will live. Now notice who's doing what in here. For if you, verse 13... If you, if me, if I'm living according to the flesh, then i got to die. But if by the power of the helper, I am putting to death the deeds of my body, then I'll live. Notice, it's not him putting to death the deeds or the actions or the things of my flesh. It's me by his help and power and empowerment, I can overcome those things. Watch, watch the next verse, okay? For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption, where we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself, the spirit, verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Bears witness. Bears witness. With my spirit. It bears witness with my spirit. How does something bear witness with another person's spirit? Now, um, do you have the microphone? Okay, I'm going to do a little experiment and, and just be ready. There's going to be some music playing here for a second, okay? Now, I want you to listen to this first song and I want you to name the song and the tune. Somebody tell me what the name of this song is and the tune. Okay. Who knows that song? Huh? What, what, t tell me what it is. Uh, no. <laughs> Close. Close, but no bananas. Anybody else? Come on. What, what is it? Fallout Boys. Come on. Come on. Fallout Boys. Now, how, how, many in there, how many in there could understand one word? Huh? You, you, couldn't, you, you couldn't even understand one of the words. You couldn't understand even one of the words. Yeah, I mean, most of us in here, right? You couldn't understand what they said, okay? But Ace knew it was Fallout Boys because he's heard the song and he's listened to it, 
Okay? Now, name the song and the tune. Go again. CCR is what? Credence Clearwater Revival. Right? Why, after all these years, do you know that song? You've heard it thousands of times. Huh? I was in, I was in concert live, 1975. Credence Clearwater Revival and Bob Seeger in the Silver Bullet Band. Wow! I listened to that song hundreds and thousands of times. Okay? Somebody tell me this, the name of this song. Go ahead. Then sings my soul the name of that song? How Great Thou Art. How many knew that that song? Okay. Most of you in here. Doesn't matter how young or old you are, most people know that. Right? Why? Because you've heard it. And most people in here could sing most of the words of that song because why? You've listened to it. Right? You've listened to it. How does something... See, see the first song you played, I had to come get the note to find out what the name of the song was. The second song that was played, there was chill bumps going down my body. Hmm? And not spirit-filled chill bumps. Why? Because I meditated on that stuff. The, the other night, we were at our house, and we were doing name that song, and name, you know, name the tune and the, and, and the, the artist. And, and, you know, it's amazing how many of those I remember because uh, that's all we did, you know. From the time I can remember, that's all we did is listen to music. And we sang songs, and then we tried to sound like the artists. And we, and we imitated that stuff day in and day out and day in and day out, right? And so when I heard Credence and I heard the song, it bore witness with something in me. The scripture here says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with what? Credence? I mean, there's nothing wrong with listening to music or whatever. You listen to whatever you want to. But then the Spirit inside of you, literally listen to whatever you want to, but the Spirit inside of you, as He begins to bear witness, He's going to tell you, you know what, you don't need that. You don't need that. And you, you, that's, that, that's going to do nothing for you. But if you don't do what it takes to create an awareness of the person of the Holy Spirit, then you will live your whole life trying to figure things out. When you were created spiritually and by God, for your spirit man to be one with his, and for his spirit to bear witness with what you put on the inside of you, what you listen to over and over and over again. Look at James chapter 1. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I'm even talking about that. Thank you. James chapter 1. And verse 20, um, verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only who deceive themselves. 
For if anyone is a hearer of the word and he's not a doer of the word, he's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. For he observes himself, he goes away, and immediately he forgets what kind of a man that he is. What, what, kind, what kind of man is he talking about? A spiritual man. See, you forget that you are one with the Holy Ghost. But he who looks at the perfect law of liberty continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in everything that he does. So, what I'm absolutely convinced about where the kingdom of God is concerned, I'm absolutely convinced of this, that you, every day of your life, you are listening to one thing or the other. And you are listening in the natural. You're hearing things in the natural. But you are subconsciously hearing things from your past. You're hearing things as a result of what the enemy is reminding you of. The only power that the devil has is what you will give him in the form of information. If, he, if, you, if you, because of circumstances in your life and in your past, you believe that you're a loser, he's going to reinforce that all the time. He's going to bring people across your path to reinforce the fact that you're a loser. He, he's going to get people to say things that that's not even what they meant, but you took it that way because your hearing is so affected because all you're listening to is what the enemy's telling you about your past, and you're listening to the world based on what the future looks like. How many know that the world doesn't have a really good outlook on the future? Hmm? I mean, there's people by the droves that are moving out of the United States right now as we're speaking because they think there is such a massive collapse and destruction that's coming to this nation. Well, I'm riding the tide, baby. Hmm? I'm riding the waves. And I'm going to ride the waves listening to the Holy Ghost. And I'm here, as Jesus was, I'm here empowered by the Holy Spirit. The anointing of God is on me to liberate people's lives. That's what you're here for. You're not here to be here by, about yourself. You're here to be here for the good of other people. We're here to think about others before we think of ourselves. But the enemy will tell you, you got to protect yourself. The world will tell you, you got to protect yourself and take care of yourself because you, know, you just never know what's going to come down the road. just doesn't fly in the kingdom. But see, you have to be convinced of that. You're not going to just relinquish things and not do certain things. That's why I told the guy that called me on the phone, don't, don't, do, don't stop doing things. Just begin to hear the word. Listen to things like this right here over and over and over. Get, you know, in your house, saturate yourself. We, get, we're, 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 we have an information highway out there. Technology is, is, I mean, is so stretched out there. We can do anything, download anything that we want to. You just have to choose what you're going to download, what you're going to listen to and pay attention to. And the more you listen to the Word, what will happen is from the seed of the Word that you're meditating and listening on, it's going to cause you to become a doer. See, the doer thing isn't on us. Well, you know, listen to the word, but man, i got to be a doer. No, no, you're going to want to do it. I promise you, when your thinking changes, you want to do the word. You want to live for God. You want to do what's pleasing to God, not pleasing to man. We're not obligated to the flesh, as the Scripture said. We're obligated to the things of the Spirit. And the Spirit is the helper who has empowered us to be able to overcome anything that you and I face. I don't care what it is. But in the same way that certain ones of us knew those songs, the reason we knew the song and the reason it bore witness with us and we really liked it is because it became a part of us. Because, you know, you know, sometimes I'll play old songs or I'll hear old songs and, you know, I'll tell one of my kids, hey, listen to this one. What are they even saying? Huh? See, I like a guy named... He's not alive anymore, but I liked a guy named Jim Croce. And he had some really good kind of blues guitar stuff, you know. In fact, he died in a plane crash, and I had a ticket to go to his concert, and he died the week, I think it was two weeks before he came to my hometown. But I liked that guy's music. But I'll play it for someone else, and they go, man, horrible. What did they, what, how could you guys listen to stuff like that? 
It's because it's a different age and a different time, and we became accustomed to it. And now, now all of our faculties bear witness to that. When you hear it, you're drawn to it. So you, you can't let yourself be consumed by it, or all you do is just listen to old stuff, and then you live in the past. Oh, remember how it was? Whew. Yeah, I remember how it was. It was hell. Hmm? <laughs> some of the songs are great, and it's fine to remember some of that stuff, but just, you know, just, just, just a little bit, you know? You don't want to get, be overtaken by the crud, you know? Because it'll, it'll destroy you. But when the Holy Ghost is your helper, and he's empowering, there's no end to what you and I can accomplish, man. I'm telling you. And I'm telling you, we need this help. And we need our spirit, who is one with the Holy Ghost, we need our spirit bearing witness with what he's saying to us. Bert, you can do this. Yes. I can. Why? Because greater is he that's in me. But you've got to believe it. You've got to listen to it. You've got to meditate on it. You've got, you got to talk it. You've got to fill your world and life with that. But you've got to want to do it. So it starts with, you know, five minutes a day doing something. And then it turns into ten minutes a day because you want it. And then it turns into more time with God because you want it. But listen, it starts with just hearing. You don't do anything else in your walk with God right now. Just find yourself beginning to listen to more and paying attention to what God is saying instead of listening to everything else. And yeah, that means turning something off. But you know, turning something off today and turning it back on in two weeks and then turning it on even more in two weeks from now, what, what's better? Just turn something else on, even though you still turn this on, turn something else on and keep turning it on and just keep turning it on. And just like Tony Horton said, just keep pushing play. Just keep doing it. Just keep Push and play. Just keep downloading it. Just keep listening to the word, and there's no end to what can happen. I'm telling you, that's the power of the word of God. The power of the music we bear witness to. I'm telling you, the power of the word of God will liberate you because credence got no power to set you free. Oh man, I'm free. Give me another joint. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. No free. That's not free. My dependence on anything from drugs to alcohol to bluebell ice cream. Yeah, everybody gets it. Yeah, yeah, the drugs and all. No, no, but you get you you hooked on the bluebell and you're dependent on that thing and and it'll it'll bring you down. Well, you know, God will help me lose weight or do whatever I need to do or set free of that kind of stuff. Like, no, 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 no. You have to purpose to do it. Right? And he'll help you. Hmm? Maybe start with some sugar free. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> or, or, or just keep eating that and then, and then having little spells of time where you eat nothing. Okay. I'm almost done. So. And this is, this is a great verse. Where am I at? Oh, go back to Romans 8. And I think I'm, I'll end with this right here. And then next week we're going to get into John 14. I said we were going to get there this time, but I didn't make it. John 14. What did I tell you? No. Uh, Romans 8. That's what I said. Romans 8 and verse 26. Now watch this. Likewise, <clears throat> the Spirit also helps in our, one translation says, in our infirmities. The New King James says weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Likewise, the Spirit, what Spirit? Holy Spirit, who's one with my Spirit, okay? Holy Spirit, who is one with my Spirit, helps me in my weaknesses. Now, if you look the word up here, weakness or infirmity, um, 
I worked on this for a while through different uh, dictionaries to translate this, but this is what I came up with. It says he helps us in our weaknesses. And what the way that word is translate, translated out to me is that he helps us where we can't produce the fruit. So where I can't produce, then he's there to help me, and then together we produce. Because, you know, honestly, there are some things that God wants you to do on your own. Not that he's not there, he's there. But he wants you, as you've grown and you've learned and you've got revelation about things, he wants certain things to be a habit and he wants you to be consistent in your walk and what you're doing. But when you have failed at producing things and producing manifestation, he is there to help you. And your spirit, okay, bears witness with his spirit, with the Holy Spirit, when he is revealing to you what the answer is to the thing that you're facing. And I'm just going to give you, and I'll end with this, but I'm going to give you three or four things, okay? Let's just say you're troubled about your future. Man, what am I going to do? 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 And the more you say that, that negative thing on the inside of you is constantly speaking back. And who is that? It's the enemy speaking back to you, telling, you ain't going to do nothing, you worthless piece of trash. You loser. You're born a loser. You're never going to amount to nothing in your life. But, and we'll talk about this in the weeks to come, when you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, and you can pray in other tongues, and you begin to build yourself up in faith and in confidence, and all of a sudden, as you begin to pray in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, as we just read in the Scripture, He's going to help you with your weaknesses, with these groanings that are beyond words. And all of a sudden, because you've been, listen to me, if you're not listening to the Word, the Holy Spirit has nothing to reveal. He's not going to reveal to you how important that words from Creedence Clearwater Revival song is going to do for your life because there's nothing per se in it. But you, this is just a side note. But you know, it's funny. When you're learning, when you're listening to the Holy Ghost, you can listen to a song like that and God will speak to you through the song. It's amazing. But that's not where the meat of it comes from. That's not where the foundation comes from. It comes from what you're listening to. And if you're listening to the world and you're listening to the lies of the world, then the Holy Spirit has nothing to bear witness in your spirit. Now you're operating totally from your head. And your head's telling you, we're not going to make it. This ain't going to work. Nothing else. But when you've been listening to the Word and, and, and these overwhelming fears and intimidation gets on you about your future and you're thinking, man, what am I going to do? These thoughts come to your head. I am going to trust all of a sudden, from the inside of you, this thing, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it naturally, but I say inside of me, it's something that comes up out of me, and then my words begin to say what he told me to say. You see? See, he's not going to give me to say something that I created or somebody else created. He's going to give me to say what he already said is so. He's already said to every one of you, that you can do all things through him who strengthens you. So when this thing comes on me and I think, ah, what am I going to do? I just choose not to say that. I choose to say, I can do all things through Christ. I hear the voice of the Spirit and I do what the Spirit of God tells me to do. See? So it's a process. It starts from hearing and you purposing to hear the word on a day-to-day -day basis and just don't quit. Doesn't, doesn't matter how dry it seems, how, how 
just kind of worthless, it seems, like you're wasting time listening. Because if you'll listen, then one day, one day you're going to be in a tough situation. And instead of reverting to old ways and freaking out and falling on the floor and beating your head on the ground and you know screaming and hollering and calling 14 people to try to get them to feel bad for you, all of a sudden what's going to come up out of you is you can do this. He's a still, small voice. I'm going to yell, so be prepared. He doesn't talk like this. Come on, Bert. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and do something that sounds halfway decent. Come on, make me look good. I'm not concerned about none of that. You can do this. Greater is me in you than anything that's out there. And you can do it. Okay. And then you start believing it. Oh, And you start believing it, and you start believing it a little bit more and a little bit more, and all of a sudden, he's actually helping you, you know? And then you'll go a little bit farther, and you screw up and try to do it yourself, and then you repent, and then you go back to letting him help you, and then you might screw up again, and then you repent, and you go back to letting him help you, but all along, you're getting stronger and stronger and stronger and more confident that the Holy Spirit, the helper, is here, and he's alive, and he's well, and he loves you, and he's here to help you. Amen? He will help you do anything and everything that you need in life. And I can't promise you that I will always be there for you. I can't promise you that, you know, I'm not going to do something that offends you, but I promise you he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. And when it seems like it ain't working, I'm telling you, it works with him every single time. Amen? Father, today we thank you. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and the honor to be able to share a word like this from a place of revelation. I'm so honored and privileged. I thank you, Lord, that you helped me in times when I wanted to quit and throw in the towel and I didn't quit and because I didn't quit I'm still standing and I'm moving stronger than I've ever moved before and I'm more alive inside of myself than ever before so I can help other people. And I thank you that the word that I've preached today has not fallen on deaf ears. But people are leaving here today saying, you know what, I'm going to be more aware today and in the future of the presence of the Holy Spirit than I've ever been before. And I purpose to let the Holy Spirit help me. Less of me and more of Him every day of my life. Father, I thank You for the power the Holy Spirit brings. you for that witness, that inward, that inward witness. That you're really, really, you haven't left us. You have not forsaken us. You know where we're at. You know what's right. You know the situations that we're in. I thank you for helping your people today, Lord. You so helped us 2,000 years ago, 2,000 plus years ago through Jesus Christ. He left the Holy Ghost. He's here to help us. I thank you for your help, Father. We bless you. We honor you. I thank you today in the name of Jesus.